telling stories that inspire. You're listening to Napkin Game Plan. Welcome, everybody, to the Napkin Game Plan. I am Ryan Thogmartin, and my guest is Terrell Carter. I am, um, to say that I am stoked is an understatement for this conversation. Uh, me and T have been connected, I would say, really almost about a year from just first eye contact to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to try to introduce you. I'm going to let you do that yourself. So uh, give me Terrell Carter. Well, first off, thank you, dude, for having me. I'm super stoked as well. When I first met you, do you remember how I met you? I, I jumped off stage at one church and you had a bullet necklace, right? Is yes. that, and I was like, bro, what is, it was like a 40, 45 <laughs> caliber <laughs> bullet. Um, but no, man, I'm, I'm super stoked, dude. Um, Terrell Carter, you know, it's interesting. You, people see a name, a name change on my Instagram and they say, Tress, what is Tress? Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because it's like people people think I'm changing into something, but really I'm picking back up a, up a persona that was put down five years ago, you know? So it, it's fun to watch people that. That, that knew me before all the entrepreneur stuff and they're excited to see Trace Carter, Uno Dos Trace. But then there's people that I met within the last five years that has no idea the history of Trace Carter and this rapping is like catching them by surprise. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They don't. I love it, and I, I'm the I'm the five year that doesn't know Trace well, Carter. So so give me that. Give me the origin story. Let, let, let's go with Trace Carter. How did we get here? Fam, fam. So you got to go back, <clears throat> like I, I in the year 2000, man. I'm going into sixth grade. And I realized, yo, the girls are going to be watching, mom. Okay, so I need a haircut every day, please. Please, okay? Every day. Uh, single mom, three kids. Of course, you're not getting a haircut every day. But she did invest a pair of hair clippers into me and said, you can cut your own hair. Wow. So at 10, I'm cutting my own hair. At 12, I'm cutting the whole hood up on her porch. You know what I'm saying? I cut through middle school, through high school, a little bit of college. Um, but coming out of high school, though, um, and I think probably in that eighth grade going into high school, I just got really serious about expressing myself through song. Um, just poetry, journaling, you know, just getting those thoughts on paper helped me to process some pretty traumatic upbringings, you know, come from a pretty tough town in Columbus, uh, a tough side of Columbus, rather. And, um, but like I said, I was, even though I was in the trap, I was the D-boys barber. Like I, I, I always was separate <laughs> from the actual, <laughs> but so I, I was in it, man. I'm grateful to now be out of it. But back then it was, it was lifestyle, man. And, and the music was really popping off. So I did a talent show in 2017 and there was a dude there. His name was Sinatra and he was running a, a label called Chief Execs. And like he was getting placements back then. This is, like I said, oh, I'm sorry, it's 2007, not 2017, 2007. I'm coming out of high school <clears throat> and uh, or I'm a junior in high school. He says, bro, <clears throat> I'm at the talent show. He is in the audience. I do my thing. And he's like, bro, Leo, you in Columbus? Oh, man, I got to have you under my wing, bro. Puts me on his team. And like, like I said, back then he was getting placements like Jim Jones working with Bink, who mm. produced Jay-Z's records. Damn. Like, you know, he was, he was as a producer, you know what I'm saying, definitely up a level. Um, so to be a part of that early, like I said, 17 years old, bro. When I went to college, I had just released a mixtape, bro, that, like, was doing some, some numbers here in Columbus, man. And, you know, uh, but, like, I was dating a girl, because you asked where did Trace come from. <laughs> Back then, there... When I was in high school, bro, my name was Streets the Beast, bro. Like, people don't believe me. Streets the Beast. Streets the Beast. It's like tatted on me, fam. I like it. Uh, but uh, I was dating a girl at the time. She was Dominican. Puerto Rican, actually. One of those. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fam, she, she pointed out something to me that I didn't notice but that changed the trajectory of how I viewed my craft. 
And like, I'm mm. maybe 18 or 19 with music at this point. And she said, did you know that there were two great Carters that already came before you and you're the third one? And, and I was sitting there like, what you mean? She said, there's Sean Carter, there's mm-hmm. Dwayne Carter. And those are two of my favorite artists in Jay-Z and Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Especially back then, 2008, bro. They was yeah, on top of the yeah. world, both of them. That's right. Uh, So like that inspired me. Like, I don't think we related, you know, maybe, but just that the namesake, you know what I'm saying? That means something. So she called me, like I said, Uno Dos Trace Carter. So that was the birth of the name. I love it. <clears throat> and you know, what's funny back then, I was not saved, fam. I know we met in a church context, but when I say mm-hmm. I got saved, I got saved. Like it ain't even about heaven or hell. It was like, I had hell on earth that God <laughs> saved me from mentality, circumstances, all that. And back in 2010, that's where all of this came to a head because Trace Carter back then left college for what? I'm making music. I'm partying. I'm. It's the life, okay. what I thought, you know. Quit college, bro. And I was a dude. I graduated high school, bro, all Ohio in track and field, uh, McDonald's, All-American in academics. You know what I'm saying? So scholarships wow. to go play football and run track. And I gave it up because going off to college, the freedom enslaved me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I don't I don't got moms mm-hmm. over my shoulder. I can <laughs> turn up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was bad, man. So I came home. Everybody's disappointed. But the music was doing some numbers. I, there was a the radio station that was really popping in Columbus back then was 107.5. And dude, yep, yep. they never was playing local artists on 107.5. It don't matter who you knew, bro. It's tough. But I'm on Sinatra's camp and Sinatra's moving, shaking, doing stuff, bro. We released a record the summer of 2010, bro. And not only the the video was on Worldstar. This was a Worldstar was like, you know. All right. Back then right. it was like, okay, you doing something. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there wasn't no Instagram. I mean, Facebook was just happening. Uh, Twitter right. was just happening. But Worldstar was like video sharing platform. YouTube was a thing, you know. Still not as big as it is now, but bro. Then 107.5 played the record, bro. I thought I was famous. Bro. I was like, everybody, you know, it's your boy. <laughs> but simultaneously, <laughs> simultaneously, <laughs> I'm serious, bro. It's a beautiful love story because God designed every single step, bro. When I read scriptures now that say all things work together for good to those who love mm-hmm. God and are the called according to his purpose. You know what I'm saying? When when I read scriptures that say we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared beforehand. Like God had this foresight to know this is my creation. This is my tool. I'm designing a tool, but every tool's designed for something specific, whatever their task is. You know what I'm saying? So I look at my life right. through that context, like God had been molding and shaping and allowing things to happen, taking me through things so that as I reach where I am now, 2020 pandemic Terrell Carter has mm-hmm. 30, 30 years of master craftsman steps in place, man. And this was the biggest of them all because I'm I've reached everybody that was disappointed at me for dropping out of college. Like I had a legitimate like counter like, dog, I just made music. It's on the radio. Like, yo, celebrate me. Yo, I'm trying to go, I'm <laughs> like, let's keep going. So. God was like, let me go ahead and insert myself now, because if he. I was finding my value in who I was, my work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and God's like, no, I, I want you to find your value in me. I want you to get the the source of your joy from me. I want, I don't want, I want the definition of you to come from me, not from the audiences that you're in front of, you know? Because back then I didn't, I didn't have that revelation, fam. And Dude, I'll never forget. I was dating one of my other little girlfriends at the time, too. Uh, <laughs> my wife knows that I was a hoe back then. OK, so we talk about it. OK, okay. okay. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. That's what I said, bro. I got saved, saved, you know, fam. The girl was dating my. Oh, I came back from college, bro. Now with bad habits. Now all my, my wife okay. friends then got me introduced to ecstasy and promethazine. So I'm back home with my mom, single mom, still three old, like adult kids in her house. And now I bring the drama, you know, 
kicks me out. And mm. I end up literally right across the street from the church that my girl went to. Oh, wow. But I did, I might, I'm talking about like literally right across the street. Like, and I had no idea my girl even went to college, uh, went to, uh, to church back then, bro. Cause we was doing all manner of <laughs> ungodly. <laughs> Damn. So she stays the night at my house one Saturday night and then wakes up Sunday. Like I'm about to go to church. I said, all right, bet I roll with you. I didn't grow up in church. I'm 20 right now. You know what I'm saying? My girl cold. So shoot, I'm about to go up in this uh, church with her, you know, bro. I'm smoking marijuana on the way, like, cause it's walking distance, bro. And I get up there, bro. That's why I love the word of God to this day, bro. Cause it spoke my language and it helped, it helped me to realize that I was designed for much more than where I was at life. Mm. I, I, it was, I had learned that I was still the tool that God designed, but I was in the wrong hands. Every tool mm. has the ability okay. to a hammer. You can build a house or you can create blunt force trauma with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had realized like for this first 20 years of my life, I had all these gifts. I had all this charisma but I'm over here using it to get girls when I could be using it to, to get people back reconciled to God. You know what I'm saying? So it just created this, I mean, radical change, bro. I'm talking about Paul, modern day Paul, fam. You ask people who streets the beast, bro, they cannot believe, mm -hmm. bro, what they're seeing. <laughs> First, that Terrell Carter, streets the beast, is married? What? He's married to one woman? And he's never cheated on that one woman for seven years. That that Trace Carter, he literally met that woman and didn't have sex with her for three years until they got married. Are you? They can't believe. I mean, I can't believe it, dog. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean that when you talk about origin story, music and barbering has been like the core of who I am from a very early age, bro very early that, um that is awesome yeah man so when i got when i got that i would never forget this bro i will never forget this till my till i die bro this was back when twitter and own uh no yeah 2010 do you remember when like the hashtags of trending topics used to be on the front page yes yeah. you know what i'm saying like you can see it right now like and start that was it bro when that song came out dude trending topic trace carter was a trending topic on twitter bro and and that 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 then was worldwide that was not regional that was worldwide bro. trending over a million retweets to even crack the top 10 bro, bro i'll never forget it i'm on their tweet i'm my dude so i'm working a dead-end job because i'm just dropped out of college right <laughs> whatever i'm in collections and the dude next to me we ended up becoming roommates and he was the one that reconciled me back to God, bro. But at this mm. point, at this point, he just is my next, you know, sits next to me at work and I'm on Twitter at work, like responding. I like the pandemonium. We're friends. So he's watching this happen. It's going down, bro. Simultaneously though, bro. My girlfriend texted me. Why are you responding to her like that? Da, 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 da. You know, she monitoring my tweets right now. So I got this amazing high that I'm trending. I also mm -hmm. got this, this, this nagging in my heart because a few weeks earlier, I had ran up to the altar and said, man, I need to get baptized. I don't know nothing about no faith for real. I don't know nothing. I just know that what that man was saying is true and I need that Jesus. So that, that's happening. And then my girl is nagging me. And then Marlo's over my shoulder like, and bro, I just, it just literally, you ever, you know, in a movie where like, all the noise is happening, but then like the sound just goes to inner head and you're like, yep. yep. And you're like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm changing my life right now. And let me, I'm literally, I'm dead serious. This was the next 24 hours. I got up from my desk. I walked downstairs. I call my girlfriend, bro. And I say, Hey, just like this. Hey, we, we can't be together because God said so. I, I got some sweaters and t-shirts over there. I'm going to come pick them up this Saturday. Uh, wow. All right. Bye. I went upstairs, bro. On the spot, bro. Literally. Remember, I got up from 
being like responding to being trending topic do i go back upstairs and delete my twitter account like you know back then bro it wasn't no pause that for was, 30 days <laughs> no no that was gone for good gone bro deleted my twitter deleted my facebook i called verizon that next morning and canceled my phone service and i went and bought a track phone like is, is that so you you had to separate you had, you had to separate from everything that was separate bro separate because i i felt like god needed to speak to me directly and i didn't want any mm. other voice speaking to me at this moment because i just i felt like personally before i could ever say that god was a hoax faith ain't real blah 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 i had to give it everything it was asking you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like I would not be able to say a shampoo doesn't work if I don't follow the directions on the back. You know what I mean? So like, right. I right. knew I need, I was like, no, I want God. What are they saying? I can find you in this Bible. I don't need nothing else right now. I need clarity on who I am, who I'm not and how that relates to you. Cause my life, like some of them sermon, the first sermon, bro, that I ever, that I ever remember <clears throat> the pastor said, does it take more power to love one woman for 30 years or 30 women in one year? Ooh. Ooh. And fam, and I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the balcony high. I'm in high in the, in church. Like, <laughs> I don't know nothing about the Bible, but what he is saying is facts, facts. Mm -hmm. But I had built my entire existence off the ladder. You know what I'm saying? I was a dude, dozens of different women a month, you know? And I say that not in a braggadocious way now. I think that that's an atrocity. I look back like grieved that I took women through that. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying like that was, I as, as a man, that's what I thought being a man was. So when the truth, it kind of like knocked down my house of cards. So like I really needed God to help me rebuild who I am. And like I... I jumped off a cliff. Like my life is wow. marked with these key moments of me jumping off a cliff. You're right. Me leaving my job uh, to pursue Venus and Mars, you know, me mm -hmm. like doing some things that literally altered my, the, the course of my life. And that was one of them, bro. Um, I canceled my internet that day. Like this is literally within, I'm probably 10 hours in. Cause that was at night when I called a girl and this is the morning deleted my internet. No, my mama didn't even know where I was. I gave nobody this new number. I didn't have no cable, no internet, no social media presence. And also I'm living in the house with the CEO of that company. So it's parties every okay. night, you know what I'm saying? They downstairs and I'm in my nine by 11 room, bro. This is what my life became for the next six months. I kid you not, bro. I, all I did was go to work, come home and read the Bible. Go to work, come home and read the Bible. Go to work, come home, read the Bible. Listen to Fred Hammond, something about your love. No weapon <laughs> formed against me shall prosper. Bro, I'm just a hood guy trying to figure it out, bro. But so, so focused. And literally for six months, God had my uninterrupted attention. People thought I died, bro. People, they didn't know what happened because it was instantly. It was instant. But that changed my life because scriptures like uh, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I, I live that. And mm -hmm. and and God not only revealed who he was, but just the revelations bro, that I was just having about myself, bro. Like what what life is supposed to be, what I'm supposed to use my gifts for. Um, then in May of 2011. The guy who was sitting next to me in that cubicle, I'm, we moved in together. And I had no idea that he was a billboard producing engineer. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, he, had, he has records like as a producer, you know, top five R&B charts. You know what I'm saying? But, but a crazy bass player. You know what I'm saying? And I just, but we were friends. And, and like, we went bowling one time and he like prayed the prayer of faith with me. I start going to his church and we moved in together, bro. And, you know, I wrestled with music because music is positioned in my life 
I had used this gift for wrong for mm-hmm. so long, talking about crazy stuff. Now that I'm saved, I'm like, well, I'm supposed to rap about right now. So I just stopped rapping because yeah. <laughs> I, I was just still focusing on learning about God. I wasn't really trying to do nothing. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be used by God. I was just trying to love him and learn about him. I ain't, I didn't want to preach. I, I wasn't about that. So I just stopped making music. But November of 2011, bro, me and my dude, this is like I said, we in the roommate together. He got his production set up in his in his room. And bro, we just felt led to go on a fast, bro. The 10 days leading up to Thanksgiving. So liquids only, bro. Fam, when the fast was over, I literally like uh, recorded and released a 20 track mixtape on December 31st of that year. So like there was literally two weeks, like, I mean, 18 hours straight, just in the studio making content. But Marlo, he was like sleeping in his bed. That's why I love him to death, bro, because he allowed me to use his stuff. So he's, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. He's sleep in his bed. I'm sitting next to him in my drawers, bro, in my robe, writing records that when I released this CD, there are dudes in my city right now. They are pastors right now. They are husbands right now. They are fathers right now. They are on community boards right now. But back in 2011, they was hood fellows. And they heard mm-hmm. that CD, bro. And they reached out on YouTube. They reached out in all these different ways. Like, bro, that changed my life. Where you go to church at, fam? <laughs> I need, and like, wow. we, like in 2011, bro, shout out Hope City. Shout out High Praise, Brian Williams, all like Taylor Gray, Chris Gray. All of these mm-hmm. dudes that back then, bro, me getting saved, like sparked fire, bro, in them. Cause they like, we ain't never, like they grew up in church, you know? cool guys but they like they never really been face to face with somebody fresh out the jungle (laughs) like that's really like really committed to g i mean everybody was getting the gospel i was paul washer (laughs) in the flesh but dude that's it but that set the foundation when people look at where i am now and they're like oh my gosh blessed life beautiful wife how were Mm -hmm. you guys like all this favor that I'm walking in came from, I've been planting relationship seeds with God yeah. for a decade. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's times like God has called me to do stuff with my money, always been a tither. I mean, bro, I remember broke. I mean, 2011, 2012 and giving away cars and stuff and just trust that I've just trusting what I believe God was leading me to do with stuff, mm-hmm. bro. And I think that that demonstration of trust allows us to now walk in different levels of how God trusts us. You know what I'm saying? When we, when we obey him quickly, when he moves, like as a father, you get that. You love all your kids. Yeah, yeah. But right, right. you might trust one more than the other one because you know, mm-hmm. yo, she'll listen to me when I say, hey, just stay below the speed limit and, and buckle your seatbelt. It don't mean I don't love you if, if, I don't, <laughs> if I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? So... For me, I just felt like that's what that's what I was building that with God, man. And I reached 25 years old, bro. This was another pivotal moment in that journey. I released that album in 2011. Crazy. We was doing rap concert. People were getting saved, bro, at the end of rap concerts. Altar calls. Like crazy move of God in Columbus, bro. 2015 happens. Are you familiar with Rapzilla? Yes. So, you know, they're one of the one of the biggest yeah. Christian rap platforms. They're kind of like the double XL source Premier. magazine. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they do their little, they do an annual freshman class and mm-hmm. uh, they put out an album. So in 2015, I was on that freshman Rapzilla album, but it was at a time where I had made a decision to stop making music. So I, okay. and I'll tell you why, bro, because this is this we talk about entrepreneurship and and defining your life. It requires decisions like this, bro. So I loved music. I loved doing hair. But in at in 2015, I'm 25 years old. I've been married for a year and a half now. I'm I'm making great money as a cybercrime investigator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
but I realized something like I was good at what I did in my nine to five. I knew a lot about it, but I didn't love it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I can do it, but was I created to do this? Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. start, I start looking at music and hair more like, could I take either one of these as a career? But since I loved both of them, I had to take love out of the equation because I knew I couldn't do right. both. Okay. One of my mentors says, if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither one. And mm-hmm. trying to trying to be one of the dopest barbers and one of the dopest rappers, you probably will be average at both because your 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 focus is shift, you know, is split. So I start like in my mind, like based on my wife and where we what we define as family. If I were to be successful in either one of these, what would life look like? If I were to become successful in music, you know, you could be on the road. 36 out of the 52 weeks of the year, you make a lot of money, you get notoriety, but would your wife, would your wife thrive in that environment? Or could you Mm -hmm. build a salon and yes, it'll be hard work, but you'd at least be home every night. Your kids will know you, you know, before I, before I didn't even have kids, my wife, my wife wasn't even pregnant, but God allowed me to just have this mind to think ahead Mm -hmm. of like what to pursue. So I, but I was thinking through all this while Rapzilla was reaching out. Like, yo, we want to put you on the album. So the song that I released, and this is the only song that I have on iTunes to this day, which is going to be changing this weekend, sidebar, breaking news, but right. we'll get back to that. <laughs> Dude, um, the song that I released is called Goodbye. And it's a song where I was, I personified me and my relationship with music and told the story of a divorce my uncle had recently divorced and that was the first time I seen it up close. So like that's that narrative is what it felt like to love something and then have to make a decision to say goodbye to it. You know what I'm saying? Like that was real emotion. Cause this was something I loved. It brought out the best in me music. That's how I expressed myself. I didn't know any other means, but in order to focus, I had to go to school full time. I'm sorry, go to school part-time while I worked full time. So I knew I couldn't be also, having this side hustle of music or else I'd be forsaking my wife. And that's mm-hmm. my primary mm-hmm. calling as a husband, you know? So I put music down, boom. I dropped the goodbye record. And was it the only time I picked up music after that is when Greg Ford would, would call me up and be like, yo, I heard you, I heard you got something. Let me see that gift. <laughs> and, and I started really just treating it like a gift. You know, a gift is only a gift when you give it away. So I just was like, yeah. oh, ooh, here's, ooh. Here, here's the church. You know what I'm saying? I did a couple things with that. We we did a video. I mean, it had a dope little response. Uh, done some spoken word with Greg, sermon, you know, stuff with him. Um, but just put it on the side. And then that's, that launched the hardest five years of my life, bro. I'm talking about the most challenging five years I ever said yes to. Of five years that forever changed me in the most positive way, but I would never recommend people do what I just did. I'm I'm dead serious, bro. I'm dead serious. I almost lost it all. That's why, you know, everything that I was making these big Mm -hmm. decisions back in 2015 around, it came to a head on February 13th, 2020. You know what I'm saying? Where in one day, I'm sitting in the counseling with my wife for the first time. And she says, I'm holding on by a thread. An Mm. hour later, I had to submit my resignation to one church because my Mm. life, I had, I had worked seven days a week for six months straight. And my wife clearly is on the edge. I mean, I'm stretched to capacity. And then an hour after that, after that meeting, I go up to the salon and one of my stylists quits by letter, left, just left it on my, so, so I'm sitting in that chair, I'm sitting in my salon, my five, my five seat thousand square foot decked out salon in one of the most luxurious parts of my city and lights are just glorious. And I'm sitting there like, (laughs) uh, you got to change something, bro. Like if, if you don't change it right now, you will, you will have some big regrets down the line. You, you, 
your priorities are out of whack. Mm-hmm. The path, that five year stretch brought me to that point, bro, because I was so hungry to win. And now that I'm 30 and now even going, going to counseling has actually helped me to process this, you know, COVID has helped me to process COVID's mm-hmm. the first time I've been able to stop and actually think in 10 years, bro, because I've been grinding, bro, like ascending corporate ladders, building financial intelligence units, you know what I'm saying? Chasing cyber guy, you know, cyber criminals down, corporate training, uh, going to school part-time, being married, you know what I'm saying? When I started hair school back in 2015, six months in, bro, my mother died in my arms from colon cancer. You know what I'm saying? So the woman that even planted the seed that, that got me started in that arena, you know what I'm saying? I had a, a decision to make. Like I, I had every excuse to stop going to school. Let me, let me tend to my family. But in honor of her, like, nah, I, I'm every seed that goes in the ground must first die before a plant can come out of the soil. So my mother, for whatever God's plan around what, what that did to me, because it forever changed my perspective. When you lose your mom, it, it does something to you. Like anybody else leaving me doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> So it built something in me that prepared me for a letter where, where people would walk mm-hmm. out on me. But, but I'm glad that I, 10 years ago, I made that decision that I want to find my value in God because in sitting in that chair, I easily could have lost it all. Um, but, but I yeah. knew that God is with me. God's called me to do this. God's with me in planning this shift out of it. But man, <laughs> When I said I lost it all, I, you know what's ironic about all of that? Because that's not even the best part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> all of the applause that I was getting on social media, oh my gosh, my dude is grinding, was literally mm-hmm. the thing that almost caused me to risk it all. You know, it, that applause became fuel. And Although I knew it was inspiring people, it, my priorities were just out of whack. And so let me also then tell you, because you know, February 13th, 2020, ain't no COVID happening, right? right. A, month, a month earlier, I had just got signed to Babylus as a platform artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Long Beach, 30,000 people. So a part of even me leaving one church, you know, as communications director, just to, I needed to free up time. I needed to focus more. Um, and I had this babbleist thing in place. I'm going to be touring, you know, one to two times a month in different cities around the world. That's going to be dope. That leveled me up. I mean, I was on stage with Rob, the original Hawk, Presley, mm-hmm. Poe, Kate, Kevin Kirk. I mean, some legends, the Drakes of their industry, you know what I'm saying? In the hair world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. barber superstars. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll have that. And I also have this salon, which I haven't even got to that, bro. So you have to keep me honest on time. I see we're at 10, 12. You ain't said a word. <laughs> um, All right. Um, dude. My salon in Babylon was my route where I was like, I'm going to focus on just that. March 1st happens. I'm I'm mm-hmm. done at one church. My next show at Babylon is March 7th, uh, which is a Saturday. Uh, it's the week of. And then Tuesday, Rudy Gobert is announced to have the Corona uh, virus, bro. And that, you know, that yeah. that started a whole that show that weekend got canceled. My whole summer got canceled. A week later, my salon doors are oh, mandated damn. to be shut. And they prohibit house calls, which, which when I say COVID was the best thing that ever happened to me, I mean that as much as my grandma passed during this Mm -hmm. COVID pandemic to COVID, right? So like I feeling the effects of it, I'm not, I don't want to be insensitive to, I'm sure it's been tough, but when I, when I say that this has allowed me to calibrate my priorities, what's really important, you know, like, and even to just stop and think, man, 
<laughs> I've also learned that real gold does not fear fire during this mm. deal as well, man. Real gold does not fear fire because you got to now put yourself in my shoes, bro. I literally against the ropes in my marriage. Um, I'm finally thinking I'm making a change, but then all of my income generating streams cease. And I'm in the crib, bro. And my wife who has never, who has, I've never needed her to work. It was always a decision she wanted to. I'm sitting there like, my wife is the breadwinner right now. (laughs) You know, all, but, but I, but what I noticed about myself, not only does real gold not fear fire, real gold knows that the fire is mandatory for me to reach my maximum value. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's uncomfortable, but it's purifying me. It's bringing the best out of me. It's burning off relationships I don't need. It's burning mm-hmm. off mentalities I don't need. And dude, don't even let me get in the Bible with you because then you won't get to say nothing. <laughs> but, but, but like these, these past five years have felt like that fiery furnace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in back in Daniel 3. But right now, as the as the city opens up and the pandemic is, you know, kind of mm-hmm. subsiding a bit, I feel like when those doors opened up and those Hebrew boys came out of the fire because God was in there with them and protected them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they didn't even smell like smoke. You know what I'm saying? So these past That's five right. years, I've been in the flame. But, you know, flame purifies, flame refines, flame burns off bondage. And now, and now I'm coming out of that dude on fire, bro, with a renewed sense of priority and perspective. So that's my background story. That's a lot of stuff that Man. I just put on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is good. All right, so we can't dive into all of it, but I got to ask you this. Like, I mean, we come from massively different backgrounds, but have wound up mm-hmm. right here together. So, um, like, God's thumbprint, how is... I, like, can you go back? Like, I feel like I can go back through my life and go, yep, yep. This was at the time I didn't get it, but go like, yep, this was God. This was God. This was God. So that jump off point five years ago where you, you feel like this is the route to go. I'm going to pick hair over music. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like God's played a part in, in that? If it felt so right, then how did it all crumble to now? Mm. You know, that's a very good question, bro. Thanks for asking it that way, too. Um, I think any good thing, I've been a parent, and I've, I've bought something that I cherish, that I'm excited about for my kids, and then I watch my kids in their immaturity damage the blessing that I gave to them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it wasn't even a gift from the Father. It was that in my one, just first time trying anything entrepreneurial. You know what I'm saying? Prior to that, I had a six-figure nine-to-five. So, like, try, everything around entrepreneurship, although I was reading 50-plus books a year, you know what I'm saying? I still hadn't practiced entrepreneurship. And you know, yeah. theory is way different than practice when everything on paper That's was right. sounding good, but then no one wants to buy your product. Like, how do you pivot? Yeah. But I think just over two years, as much as I accomplished because in two years, bro, I went from graduating hair school, December 2017, to opening my salon February of 2018. In January, right in the middle, I had my second child. So, you okay. know, I went, so I went from, now I'm 2018, February, I'm working full time, but 100% remote for Discover Bank while also starting the salon. And in two years, babylous deal, new uh, facility, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff happened. So God was blessing me along the way, but I also think that I, I don't, I just had to make sure I recalibrated my priorities. You know what I'm saying? What this, what this season felt like was, you know, when you go to the optometrist and they put that thing in front of you, like, which one is clear, this yeah. one or this right, one? Right. So I felt like this whole pandemic was like, Terrell, let me, we need a new prescription on your glasses. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your grind mm-hmm. is tight, mm-hmm. but, but it's almost, remember how Paul was very sincere, but he was just wrong. Mm-hmm. But once God right. recalibrated his focus, that same sincerity and passion was routed the right way. So this season has like shifted my focus, which I think God's handprint all on that, like allowing me to refocus. 
But now I have all the experience, all the lessons. I've learned who I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes knowing what your role is, is knowing who you're not. And I've learned that. But, but fifth, uh, 2015, when I put music down, God never said you were done. It was like, let's build something foundational that now I've in five years, if I never open another salon, I have an opportunity. I'm a national platform artist and I could just keep that as a few grand a weekend, just traveling. Mm -hmm. And I don't never have to cut another client, but I found a way to leverage my gift and it's creating revenue for me and freeing up another thing that I can do. That's God. I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm actually, that's where I'm processing and where people see me picking back up this persona because I do feel like God allowed me to go through that. Now, even as I pick back up music, I have a a more deepened business mindset on how to actually do the music business, not just be good at music. There's a lot of people good at music, but it's the music business. I spent the past five years learning social, social media, how to get audience and, and how to create engagement. So to be able to apply these skills to a gift that I love, but I put down five years ago, I'm picking it back up and I'm still in my bag, but now it's just like, let's be more strategic. Now now you know how to parlay music into selling books. Now you know how to parlay music into podcast. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I'm excited about. No, well, I I love it. And I, I said to you before we were recording, I said, I feel like through this pandemic, just you and I have been connected. I'm following you overnight, like, these words just start pumping through Instagram story. And I feel like the launch of tracecarter.com and I'm going through just kind of reading the, the, the bio and, and, and what you're doing. And I said, man, I feel like this is, this is the real trace. Like Bro, this is uh, exactly something, it. something was reborn. And I feel like music and I'm, I'm not an artist. I, I, I don't write song. I can't sing a lick, nothing, but I, I feel like hip hop music is so tied to culture for one, for two, I think it's the most entrepreneurial music and three, it's so story. It it is all story. And I feel like the last five years, God has prepared you with enough story and enough roller coaster and enough culture that now you, you, you've got 10 albums worth of, (laughs) <laughs> of bars that are that that can change people 100 you know what you uh you remember back in the day in school when the teacher would hand out a syllabus yeah. and you'd be looking at it and you're like uh yeah. why well that class i mean that course that course that course makes sense but why i gotta learn this and this and this uh, I'm i'm studying for this degree why i got this why i gotta go through that but the teacher knows what's on the year end test. Mm. So you as mm. the student, you're looking at what's on the syllabus, like, why do I have to learn that? But your teacher knows I need to expose it to you now, help you to understand how to think about it, because it's going to come up on a test that's coming in the future. And now God being the perfect teacher who's leading and guiding me, he knows where I'm going to be 5, 10, 15, 30 years from now. And like you said, to, to your point, like, to have these moments where it, it does build story. Cause on the other side of coming out of the fire, now you're able to process what you went through with God. And he's able to now tell you where he was in that. And that is where you mm-hmm. raise up the testimony. You know, it's not even just telling people what I went through. It's being able to tell people like, Oh shoot, there was a, there was another one in the fire with you. And like, just That's right. cause, cause that, you know, even my faith, it was that that was the response. If you remember that story in Daniel three, King Nebuchadnezzar and all those royal people in that room with them that watched those boys in the fire, they were tripping. Yep. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Come on out, God. And they said they this heathen king said no other God saves like yours. Yep. So people watch us go through fire and come out of fire. And it was them that observed. There's a fourth one in the fire. Mm -hmm. God was in that with you. And I think that as I tell this story, there will be an undoubtable praising of our God that, wow, no other God saves like yours. So that's That's why I'm excited to share it, too. I love it. I love it, man. So, all right. Where where are we at now? 
what's uh what's the next six months look like for trace <laughs> next six months wow let's just go six days at a time <laughs> six okay weeks let's maybe. do that let's do it well because now like bro we could we'll have to have a separate conversation to really get in that entrepreneur bag because what the pandemic right. has done every business leader forward thinker cutting edge needs to do some recalculating right now because okay. all the industries mm -hmm. that we have historically said are recession proof there's new data to recalibrate how recession proof right. is it where's the vulnerability vulnerabilities right. in your industry and for the salon industry like there are a lot of people that are they were so excited for things that just get back to normal when the reality is mm -hmm. there's a brand new normal the salon and barber right. industry as it relates to going to a facility and receiving a service may never be the same again because they, the, the government had to kind of rush to give some guidance. But at the more they, that's the pride, you touching people's mouths during a, a sanitation pandemic. That's so it's, right. yep. there's gonna be a lot of scrutiny on it. It's gonna change it forever. That I'm trying to, do, what I'm doing is I'm looking at what truly is recession proof. People's, people wanting their appearance to look nice, but the way that that's mm -hmm. delivered, it can happen in a salon or it can happen mm -hmm. in a very protected, intimate, ex mobile experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm exploring okay. shifting instead of trying to manage a, a, a larger facility and all the sanitation requirements there. It's a lot easier for me gloved up, masked up in a suitcase to walk yeah. into the cleanliness yeah. of somebody's home, deliver the service, but also get back to the roots of the Venus and Mars experience, which was never supposed to just be hair. I kind of doubled down on it because once word got out that I was cutting hair, I just got my books were full, but really the experience was a, a branding, a one-stop shop branding mm -hmm. resource for solo entrepreneurs, influencers, business leaders who realize my image is important and I need that holistic yeah. touch, my hair, my style, and how that is translated digitally. So I'm going into that image consulting brand management, but still being able to package hair inside of that, but also taking care of, you know, managing social accounts helping create content for others, brand story development, while also grooming and personal styling. So that's like the next six months. I love it. Um, this Jordan Dude. documentary, this Jordan documentary <laughs> inspired me. So this Saturday, I'm doing an exclusive release. Uh, I, I'm, I'm entering the discussion. Um, so this, this Saturday, the 23rd at 6.45 on TraceCarter.com, like something exclusive is dropping. So you heard it here first. So this is. I love it. That's dope, man. Look, all right. I, I think this is a good stopping point. We definitely have to have a part two where we can, we can tap into the business side. This was the good foundation. And, and I, I greatly appreciate the transparency and the rawness uh, of just rewinding and going back through that. Like, um, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a huge testament to, when God creates something, right? You didn't, you didn't know God for the majority of that story, but from, from day one, from the jump with the Clippers at age 10, that set dominoes that, that God already had that path planned. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't understand and we make bad decisions and they weren't the right decisions and God uses them as teaching moments. And, you know, it, I, I've listened to, I think two of your sermons now being at, at one church and in both of them, you talked about how God never said it was going to be easy. Like just because you're with me doesn't mean that it's going to be like this fairy tale rainbow and butterfly journey, because as I'm getting dinged up, I'm getting stronger and, and that's preparing me for, for what comes next. And, and I think that like, I want to tap in in part two to, to like th this pandemic and there's more, there's more businesses and wealth that will be created in the last 12 weeks going forward than, than any time period when the economy is way up here and everything is great because, you know, I mean, even, I mean, just in our business being social media, like you would think remote work would be like, Oh yeah, no brainer. That's easy. We should already be doing that. And we weren't like just figuring out how to share a server remotely with 27 people was an adjustment. And, you know, but it makes us look at and examine like, 
you know, just like you're doing with your business, every good entrepreneur and business leader right now is going, okay, what parts can we cut out? Where, you know, where can we trim the fat? Where were we getting too excessive with this? Do we really need a 10,000 square foot building when, you know, we may not be able to be in that building for another two years all together at one time? Like, you know, the landscape changes. Um, I look at church, man, like, like church right now, um, there are more people streaming church than would ever step foot in a building right now. Like it is, uh, it, it, it's a move. It's happening. Um, and families are being strengthened. Families are also being tore apart and we're learning like right. how to be, how to co-parent better. Like, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm sure you and I have had this conversation. Like, I feel like I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I go to bed, everything else just happens. My wife navigates it. She plays COO over here and manages the people. She's managing the family, the kids running this place, running that place. And I'm like, Oh yeah, life is easy. I wake up, I go do my thing. I go to bed. Like Mm -hmm. all that is shifting. All that is shifting. So that's powerful. I want to tap into that, but um, for the sake of time, I want to end with this. You are a reader. Um, I have just discovered books. I, 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 up until Two years ago, I haven't read a book that someone didn't make me read since sixth grade. So give me the top three or top five. Trace Carter, you got to read these as an entrepreneur. Uh, Before I give that recommendation, let me give you the tip. Don't feel obligated to read a book in its entirety or all the way through, dude. So I read a lot, but I'm more of a I know how to mine books. Because for real, for real, you could boil all these books down to 10 pages, but then you couldn't sell it for 20 bucks. Right. So I understand, you know, but whatever. <laughs> one, my top three. First one and most important one, all entrepreneurs need to start with The Startup J-Curve by Howard Love, mm. Six Steps to Entrepreneurial Success. I actually recommend going and getting the book, uh, the video summary on bookvideoclub.com. You get the whole synopsis of the book in like this dope animated five-minute video. Um Nice. The the one thing by Gary Keller um, yeah. that helped me to understand that, you know, multitasking is a myth and how to really uh, put your focus on where it needs to be. Um, so I, I highly recommend that. Um, if you love dope stories from entrepreneurs who've done dope things, you got to read Ray Kroc's Grinding It Out. You got to read mm-hmm. the everything store and hear this is the only book that have Jeff Bezos commentary about Amazon. So you get to hear about mm-hmm. that. Uh, I love Sam Walton's story made in America. So I love reading about okay. just dope entrepreneurs and, and their memoirs. Phil yeah. Knight's shoe dog is one that yeah, Sam, that's good. Those one. are, those are dope, but yeah. th- those, those are good starters. That, that's good stuff, man. That is all fire. Listen, Trace. Thanks, man. Appreciate you being on here, and I'm excited for part two. Yes, sir. Let's do it soon. Thank you for listening to Napkin Game Plan. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and leave us a rating. Thank you, and come back for the next episode.